Welcome to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. Join us in person for worship each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. For more information about Covenant, including discipleship and mission opportunities, visit us at www.covenantpresjackson.org. What if you woke up this morning and found out that life as you know it was going to end, that your life as you know it was going to end? What if you woke up and found out that you were going to lose everything? How would you feel? What would you do? What if you woke up this morning and found out that not only was life as you know it going to end, but also the, the world was going to end. All creation would be upended, destroyed. How would you feel? What would you do? But what if you also found out that you could survive, that you could live, that there was a way out, that your life would not end? How would you feel? What would you do? Well, that's our story today. The story of the flood. The story of Noah. Now, the, earth, the earth was corrupt full of violence, wickedness, evil, ruin, and not just without, but also within. The heart. The key verse in the passage that Andrew preached from last week was verse 5, Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. And the last part of that verse reads, every intention of the thoughts of humanity's heart was only evil continually but the heart was full of evil. Now, this was the result. This was the effect, the culmination of the fall, the first sin of our first parents. For sin begets sin. Sin generates more sin. Sin produces more sin. Sin causes more sin. In only 10 generations, at least 10 recorded generations, this was the state of humanity. Corrupt, violent, wicked, evil, continually, without and within. God saw. God knew. And he was grieved. God was going to bring judgment upon humanity, judgment upon creation, punishment for sin. God was going to destroy his creation, unmake what he had made, wash it clean, start over, except for Noah. Noah was a descendant of Seth in the line of Seth. Seth, you remember, was the son of Adam and Eve, born after Cain murdered his brother Abel, Noah was a righteous man, a blameless man. Now, is, is this why God singled him out? Is this why God picked Noah over all other men? I mean, did God, did God look out uh, over all of creation? Did he look out over all of humanity and only find one righteous man, one blameless man, and say, finally, somebody worthy? Well, no. 
Noah was like everyone else born after the fall. Noah struggled with sin. His heart was corrupt, evil, continually. But here's the difference. Here's the difference between Noah and everyone else. Grace. God loved Noah. Listen to verse 8, which is, again, from last week's passage, chapter 6, verse 8. Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found favor. In other words, grace. God loved Noah. And not because he deserved it, not because he was righteous, not because he was blameless, just because God loved him. And that's grace. Undeserved favor, undeserved love, and grace always comes first. When it comes to salvation, grace always comes first. And because God loved Noah, he was righteous. Because God loved Noah, he was blameless before him. And Noah walked with God. Which means he not only had fellowship with God, he not only had communion with God, but he also sought to follow his will, follow his way, walk in obedience, strive to be righteous. Strive to be blameless. Well, Noah found favor with God. Noah walked with God. And God spoke to Noah. God spoke his word to Noah. He revealed how he was going to judge the world, how he was going to destroy the world, how he was going to upend creation. He revealed to Noah that he would send a great flood to wash away the wickedness, wash away the evil, wash away the corruption. But God was going to save Noah, save his family by means of an ark, a boat, and Noah was going to build it. Now, God gave specific instructions for this ark, the materials, the dimensions, even the interior design for this ark would house Noah and his family and pairs of every living creature, male and female of every living creature, including their food and water enough to last for months so that they might be saved. Then God speaks these words in verse 18, but I will establish my covenant with you in opening the way to salvation, God was making covenant with Noah. Now, this is the, the first appearance of the word covenant in the Bible. Genesis has already had the idea of covenant, the language of covenant. We saw it back in chapter two when God placed Adam in the garden and God told him not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Covenant is one of those key Bible words that you see over and over and over again because covenant is how God relates to his people. God makes covenant with those who have his favor. Again, grace. God makes covenant with those whom he loves. He reaches out in love. He initiates a relationship in love. And in this covenant, God claims Noah. God claims his family. They belong to him. They're his people. He is their God. 
He will save them from the coming judgment on sin through this ark. Now, like Noah, God has spoken to you. He speaks to you through his word. And you have access to his word whenever you want. For some of you, it's in your hands right now. It's in the pew rack in front of you. It's, it's at your fingertips whenever you want on your phone. Because God speaks to you through the scriptures. He speaks to you through the Bible. I mean, think, think of it. Right now, more than any time in history, you have more ways to access God's word, more ways to read God's word, more ways to listen to God's word. And this, the scriptures, this is the ordinary means that God uses to speak. And you'll find in his word that God has revealed, even after the flood, that sin grieves him. For although the flood washed the world, it did not wash the human heart. Although the flood washed the world, it did not cleanse the heart of Noah and his family. Sin was not washed away. It's still present in creation around you and in your heart. And God will judge your sin. He will punish your sin. And that judgment, that, that punishment is death. For you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Now, I started off by asking a series of questions. What if you woke up this morning and found out that, that life as you know it was going to end, that your life as you know it was going to end? What if you found out you were going to lose everything? What if you found out the world was going to end? Well, 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 like Noah, God has revealed the answer to these questions to you through his word. Your life will end. You will lose everything someday the world will end someday that God God does not reveal when at, at first he didn't even tell Noah when the flood would come but like Noah God also reveals to you that there's a way out you can live and that way out is through the way and the truth and the life, Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God. Through Jesus, God comes to you. Through Jesus, God shows you his favor, his love, again, grace. And he does so through the cross. For on the cross, Jesus bore the flood of God's wrath. On the cross, Jesus suffered the outpouring of God's judgment. On the cross, Jesus suffered the deluge of God's punishment for sin. And he did so for you. He did so in your place. Like, like the ark Jesus carries you through the flood. Like the ark, Jesus saves you from your sin. And when your life ends, he will carry you through death to life eternal. 
So how do you enter this ark? How are you saved from this flood? Well, the door is faith. You enter by faith, like Noah, by faith. And the offer to enter this ark is God making covenant with you. Through Jesus, through faith in him, you enter God's covenant. He is yours. He is your faithful father who will never leave you or forsake you. You are his, his son, his daughter, his favored one, his beloved. Well, God speaks to Noah. And how does Noah respond? Not with words. In in fact, Noah's words aren't recorded until the end of chapter 9. We don't hear Noah speak until the end of chapter 9. But our New Testament reading this morning describes the response of Noah. Listen, Listen to that one verse again from Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household. Noah responded to God's word by faith. He responded in faithful obedience. Noah walked with God, obeyed God, and he built the ark. Now, Genesis does not say how long it took Noah to build the ark. Did it take him weeks? Did it take him months? Did it take him years? Genesis does not say exactly where Noah built the ark. Was it miles away from the water? Was it it near the sea? Genesis doesn't say who exactly helped him to build the ark. Did he do it by himself? Did, Did all three of his sons help? Did his wife help him? It doesn't say any of those things, but, but this is certainly true. The ark stood out. No matter how long it took him to build it, no matter exactly where he built it, no matter who helped him to build it, the ark stood out. It stood out while being constructed. It stood out after it was completed. It stood out because it was, it was one and a half football fields long. It stood out because it was as tall as a four-story house. It stood out because it could fill 450 standard semi-truck trailers. It was a large vessel. And as Noah worked on the ark, as Noah constructed the ark, his labor was an act of faith. His labor was an act of obedience, daily faith, daily obedience. And certainly every day wasn't easy for Noah. He probably had setbacks. He probably had frustrations. He probably battled weariness. He probably questioned himself and what he was doing. And and certainly other people noticed this construction. They noticed and wondered and whispered and asked, asked and listened and laughed and jeered. But Noah kept working. In faith, he kept working. In obedience, he kept working. Day after day, he kept working, believing and knowing that God would save him. 
believing and knowing that the day would come when the ark would bear him and his family through the flood. And as it was being built, as the ark was being constructed, as the ark grew higher and higher, it was a visible sign of Noah's obedience. It was a visible sign that Noah walked with the Lord. Now, if you belong to God, if you are a child of the Father through Jesus Christ, you too must build an ark. Not a physical boat. But like Noah, you must walk with God in faith, in obedience to God's word. Like Noah, you've got to wake up every day and build the ark. He's, he's given you instructions, just like he gave Noah, he's given you instructions. Love God and love your neighbor. Those are your instructions. And even if you have setbacks, even if you get frustrated, even if you get tired, even if you question yourself, build the ark. Build the ark. And people will notice. Those around you will notice. And they may wonder, they may whisper, they may ask, they may listen, they may laugh, they may jeer. But keep working. In faith, keep working. In obedience, keep working. Day after day, keep working. Love God and love your neighbor. And no, you can't do it all at once. You can't do it all at once. Start with small acts of obedience and then build and once you take one step of obedience, you'll be ready for the next. And then you'll be ready for the next and for the next. All the while, ask your father for help to guide you and to strengthen you. Verse 22 says this. Noah did this. He did all that God commanded him. And when Noah was 600 years old, Noah and his wife and his sons and their wives and male and female of every livestock, every bird, every beast, every animal entered the ark and the Lord shut the door. And the fountains of the deep burst forth and the windows of the heaven were opened. Creation was coming undone, but the ark carried Noah through the flood. Like Noah, walk with the Lord. Walk with Jesus. Walk with him in faith. Walk with him in obedience. Build the ark, believing and knowing that one day, one day, life as you know it will end. One day, you will lose everything. One day, the world will end. But Jesus Christ, this ark, will carry you through the flood. 
thank you for tuning in to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. 